Xbox Series S is leaked and now officially announced, and Joseph Staten Island is back on the Halo train. Here on this episode of the Gaming Casuals Podcast. Guys, welcome to the Gaming Casuals Podcast, your one-stop shop podcast thing for all things gaming from a casual perspective. We are your hosts. This is Brandon. Hey! And I am John. Guys, we've got some great news and some okay news, but mostly great news. Guys, the Xbox Series S was leaked to the world. Yes! I mean... Sorry for leaking Microsoft, but that's awesome. We it, get information. We all know it was a controlled leak. We we don't deny that. Some <laughs> guy named Brad Sams, who had um, 14,000 subscribers at the time, he now has 30,000 subscribers, leaked the information on the new console, and he did show a screenshot of the Xbox Series S. Then Microsoft got wise and released the actual trailer and the official announcement the day after, but they said, hold on, we've got more coming, just be patient, quote-unquote. Um, guys, but based on what we know, the console is going to be $299. Wow. But make sure you buy two because the fans run in stereo. Yes, there's a big <laughs> honking fan on the side of the console. Hopefully that it will cool the console down appropriately for all the 4K it'll be running. Guys, got great news on that. Frame rates up to 120 FPS at uh, 1,440 pixels with 4K streaming. And both consoles, according to the announcement, will launch on November 10th. It's a lot of information right there. Brandon, what do you think about all yes. this? Um, okay, so I'm very excited that we finally have information. Sorry, it sucks, Microsoft, that we couldn't. you couldn't announce this at... Uh, you deserve you know. it, Microsoft. You <laughs> waited too long for this. <laughs> they're playing chicken. There's, and I think they're still playing chicken. I have a crackpot theory I want to come back to in a second. But... We finally have information now, and I love how Microsoft ended up revealing it because it was such an obvious, this is this leak is real. There are a lot of leaks out there where it's like, oh, okay, is this actual information? Is it accurate? Whatever. This was very clearly the real deal because they had promotional material for it. They had the, the trailer with it. There was a lot of stuff that was like, this can't be faked. And Microsoft's Xbox Twitter account, they when it actually came out, they didn't say anything at all. They just had a meme. It was a meme of like the little pu- the puppet guy that's just kind of looking around like, oh no. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, it was great. It was obvious like, yep, this just happened. So uh, they went up and, and I guess they got approval from Phil Spencer because... Uh, they ended up saying, "Yeah, okay, it's they had real. to plug the breach. It was it's real. They had to happen. <laughs> they couldn't push that off anymore. It was like, yeah, this is real. Series S is a thing, and it is. Uh, it, I, honestly, I, I'm I'm really excited about the price. I know that we've talked about how the Series X versus the Series S and how the PS5 fits in all there. I think 299 is great because isn't the Switch like 299? It's very close to that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's two ninety nine or something like that. Somewhere yeah, around switch, that. Switch lights get like oh, yeah. two thirty. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So like that's the same price as a switch, and it's you know got all the bells and whistles, including uh, some of that great architecture. But it doesn't have your four K TV. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. That's all good. No, it's all good. But uh, uh, but yeah. So there's a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I think uh, that design. You know, it, it's the smallest Xbox Microsoft has ever made, they said. Yeah, it is 60% smaller than the Series X, based on the yeah. trailer and their promotional material. Yes, and it's something that I, because I haven't seen the Series X in person yet, when I saw the Series S in that little trailer thing on Twitter, it reminded me of like an Xbox One S or a, an Xbox uh 
one X. Wow, I couldn't think of the name. It's S or X. Anyway, it reminded me of that, but really, when you look at it, it's in comparison to the Series X, which is a cube, or a, a sorry, rectangle, it's a fridge. Right. But the the depth, I guess I'm still thinking of it as the deeper uh, 1S. So when we see this, I think it really is going to be like this tiny little rectangle, uh, which is really cool. Uh, it's like 60% smaller, is what they said. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which is awesome. No disk drive, which I think is smart. We was what we understood. We yeah. needed to have a disk drive list option to yes. keep the price low. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, PS5 is doing it. I think Microsoft, if they had their you know way seven years ago, they would have done that uh, back with the Xbox One. But they're finally in their time now where they can just announce uh, a console without a disk drive, uh, just like they did with the uh, Xbox One Sad Edition. Um, and I think I think it, it works for them. I mean, the game uh, Xbox Game Pass, that's a huge deal. Uh, that's very heavily uh, factored into this stuff. Um, all kinds of stuff with uh, all access. That's a huge benefit, too. I know I'm jumping around here, but you can get it for really $25 a month. Right. The whole console, Game Pass, and everything. So really cool stuff. I'm excited. So one thing I do want to talk about regarding the versus the two, Series X versus Series S, mm-hmm. like it'll be interesting to see what the audience kind of moves toward because it does seem like the Series S will have specifications that are maybe not exactly on par with the Series X, but are very close to it. And we're talking like actual like seamless game switching. We yep. talked about that. They've got those frame rates at 120 FPS. They've got the direct X ray tracing. They've got um, the variable rate shading, the variable refresh rate, and the 4K upscaling for the majority of games that can handle it. So the only thing that I did notice that they are going to have, they do have the custom M- MVME SSD yes. with the Xbox Velocity architecture, but they're only offering you a 512 gigabyte SSD. which is going to be for an all-digital Xbox playing 4K games. You're going to lose your space really quickly on that, especially since Xbox Series X is going to have a one terabyte with the option of expansion. So it'll be interesting to see what Xbox announces, but if I can get some expandable storage, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a big disc player on Xbox anyway, this might be the ticket to find the next-gen Xbox console. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it really comes down to that, that, uh, that really, not the the resolution. That's a big deal because they did say it's, you know, 1440 and um, with upscaling to 4K, but really a lot a lot of times, you know, it may not matter to you depending on the game you're playing and, and having that higher frame rate, the faster uh, load times with that SSD, uh, really for $299, it's a, it's a really great price to jump into next gen. So I think it's a, it's a great deal. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm hoping they have that expandable storage on the back like they do for the Series X uh, because 512 is, is not a lot these days, but I wonder what they're going to do with game sizes because I, I feel like... I think I've heard, you know, rumors or stuff where game sizes may not be as crazy as they are nowadays, but that may just be crazy talk. Uh, but with five twelve gigs, I mean, if you had a, a, a few Call of Duty games on there, right? That's you're, you're eating up all your space yeah. right there. Uh, if it's current game sizes like they are now, so and for context, Call of Duty with all of the expansions, multiplayer expansions, in order for you to play online, it's about one hundred and forty gigs. And even stuff like Red Dead Two is hitting like the hundred mark pretty yeah. easily. So I'll be. 
I mean, I'm sure you'll be able to use external hard drives just like normal Xbox. Yeah. Um, what I also do like about this console is that the form factor. They did, <laughs> in the trailer, they did give you a side-by-side comparison of how small this thing is compared to the Series X. It looks like a really slim console. Now, you got a big honking <laughs> fan on the side. So, gosh, put that sucker in, like, a well-ventilated space, <laughs> maybe even soundproof it, you know. But you can definitely tell, based on their design, that this console will be recognizable from any other console on the market. Yes. Especially compared to the next generation of Xbox One S's, and that is interesting too. The design choice, and, and I like what you said. It is distinguishable. Um, when I first saw that, I thought, "Why? Why the big black circle there on the top? Is it? It's it, where you order your fries and your tacos <laughs> at Taco Bell, <laughs> exactly." Uh, and I was like, "What? What is that?" I thought maybe it's the bottom. Like maybe it's supposed to sit flat, and it's the like the foot uh, or something. But then I was like, "That's dumb. Why would they show that as the?" The, the main side and then the more I see it the less like it's it's a it's a it's a rectangle you know it's not a big deal and honestly it's going to go in your your uh, cabinet or whatever it's going to go whenever you play uh, your, your console table or whatever and so you're not really going to see it uh, I just thought it was very interesting when I, that big circle at the top made it look like a speaker you know <laughs> right <laughs> fast food drive through <laughs> but uh, but no it, it's it's not a big deal um but, uh, but it is distinguishable, that's for sure. You can definitely see that and go, that's a new console. Now, Brandon, you mentioned you had a crackpot theory. Yes. I want to hear about this crackpot theory you've got cooking up. Okay, so one of the things, uh, Windows Central and, and, and the, the team that leaked this, uh, they did say 299 for the Xbox Series S, 499 for the Xbox Series X. And everybody's like, okay, cool, that sounds about what people are yeah, thinking. Yeah, what we were expecting. We were for expecting around plan. that, yeah, which is nice. And, and uh, uh, you know, some were saying, oh, it might be $600 for the Series X, but 500 that's a good price point. Here's my theory. And, and I haven't really looked around too much, so if people have this theory too, I apologize. I I thought I came up with it, but I, I obviously know He came that. up with this. No, it's original. Really I'm is. sure it's not. I'm sure other people have said this too. Um, but I was thinking about it on the way here, and... They haven't confirmed that yet. Right. Microsoft came out and confirmed the Series S at two ninety nine. So you think they're baiting Sony? I don't know. I, here's the thing. Now that it's Nani. out. <laughs> the most epic read in all of gaming. Here's the, here's the thing. So with the Series S confirmed at two ninety nine and the Series X seemingly confirmed at four ninety nine. They're playing chicken. Maybe Sony comes out and go, okay, cool. Whew, we can do it for 4992 and not have Microsoft getting far away from it. What if Sony comes out at 499 and Microsoft says, uh. psych, it's actually 399 or something around that for the Series Dude, X. Dude, what an epic say. play. I, I don't know. That's really crackpot theory. And I, like I said, it's, it's probably not going to happen. And it's probably going to be they're both 499 or maybe Sony pulls something out of the hat and they do something lower to be in, in between. I don't know, but I think that would be just the, the, the final straw right there where yes, if it was two ninety nine series S uh, for the value console, you've got the, the PS five in the middle somewhere like three ninety nine, you know, whatever, four forty nine, whatever it's going to be um, or four ninety nine even. And then the series X on top with the better, uh, the better specs supposedly um, that seems Totally doable. I just think it would be so crazy if they came out and said, no, we're going to have the better console specs and the better price. Um, I don't know. Now, how long do you think, like, so I'm calculating that, those kind yes. of costs, right? Well, I'm, look, I'm looking at the leasing options we were given. Yes. 
35 bucks a month that includes yep. the Game Pass, that includes an Xbox Series X. Yep. How, how long is that leasing option? And do you think that'll go into effect like the price of the Xbox Series X? Can we extrapolate from that? Uh, I would assume that it's two years, just like all the leasing programs nowadays for iPhones and other things like that. I believe it is a two year, so 24 month uh, lease. So Game Pass and, and I, Xbox Live together is like what? Like 20 bucks? So Game Pass Ultimate is what it usually is. And that's going to be 15 bucks a month okay. usually. Um, so if you're doing the Series S at $25 a month, that's like 10 bucks a month for your console. So, you know, that's, that's kind of crazy at a deal. Um, and they did, now, did they confirm that's 35 a month? That was just or based that on just, that snapshot okay. from Windows Central. Gotcha. So again, that's, that is like, now I, again, I, I, this could all be completely crazy and, and wishful thinking. I just, I think it would be so, so, you know, just that little nudge there. Like, oh, hey, we got the but the better price. And if you guys have any crack shot theories on what all this pricing will be, all the shenanigans, if you think Brandon's right, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> We'd love to know what you guys are cooking up in your own minds regarding this this weird kind of eerie, like, yes. is it really real? Or is it just like another game that Microsoft is playing? And if you think that I'm crazy, let us know too, because, hey, I probably am. So uh, I do think, though, I, I will say, um, we are getting closer and closer to November. I am glad to know that we have an end in sight. We have to know this soon because we're already, what, a week into right. September? And uh, we got to be able to know the, the pre-order. That has to come out soon. So right. I would guess we're going to find all this information out I would say in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I think November 10th, the, the original like theory was that November 10th was going to be the date they released it based yeah. on just this information we have here. And that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. compared to what we know about, you know, new games like Destiny and Cyberpunk getting released, you know, all these new games happening on the horizon here, except for Halo Infinite, <laughs> whatever. Um, but Cheer. November 10th could be a very plausible date. And you're right, if we are going to see pre-orders happen, it's got to get announced very, very soon. Yes, so, but they did confirm November 10th for the Series S. I'm assuming they're going to launch the same day, so... Uh, I just know that we got a tiny bit over two months from now, and we got to get those pre-orders ready to go because <laughs> yeah, they're not going to sell them day one. Our unboxing videos await. <laughs> it's going to be good. Another console news, guys. We got to take a look at Nintendo Switch. Nintendo actually announced a little bit ago, um, associates with Bloomberg report that Nintendo plans to release an upgraded Nintendo Switch in 2021, which is super cool. I think the Switch has been in need of a refresh for some time. Now, you guys do know that Nintendo, Nintendo Switch came out what? When did Breath of the Wild come out? Same year. It was like two or three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago, and then yes. a, and then a, two years ago, one, last year we had an actual like update where the Switch released the Switch Lite, and they gave like an updated battery for the standard Super Switch. Super low key bump there. Yes, <laughs> and we were all expecting to have a second Switch, but this might have been a good ploy on Nintendo's part to release the Game Boy Switch. <laughs> in order to get people excited for this next gen of consoles because we might be seeing a new Switch after all these brand new consoles released in November. We don't know a lot about the specs on this console, but the assumption is we might see 4K Switch hardware, which would put it up to par with modern day video game consoles. Brando, what do you think about a Switch update and what do you want to see for yourself? That's a good question. Um, So that's the thing. 
I I like my Switch. I think it is a great console. Uh, I have the original one. Uh, I don't uh, I I don't know if I really feel like I'm missing anything with not having 4K. Yes, on paper, it's like why you know, especially in 2020, you know, playing on a, on a console that's not super high res. But really, the games I'm playing on the Switch are going to be more of the. Uh, you know, the Nintendo exclusives and those first party games and other games that I'd like to take on the go, um, you know, not counting Xbox Game Pass, which you can do in the future there. But uh, but that's something that, you know, if, if it came out with a new upgraded, faster, better, you know, all the, the marketing buzzwords uh, with 4K as well, that's great. Um, do I think it needs to be something that I have to have, especially at a potentially higher price point? I don't know. Um, if it was something that was like, hey, it's still $2.99 and it has all these bells and whistles, I'll take it. Yeah, by all means, I'll take it. But I don't know if it's something that's going to get me to upgrade from what I have currently. Um, it just depends. So. I think it's a tough sell for anybody who already has a majority of the Switch catalog yes. right now, only because like the majority of these games are cell shaded. Yeah, they're meant for like you know low budget graphics in mind. You still get that 1080p resolution, but it's not taxing on your Switch at all to run yeah. those things. Um, and I think some of the magic of Nintendo is in its simplicity. So yeah. uh, 4K Switch, it would be a hard sell for me. I think if they're going to do anything, they would release a larger handheld switch. Okay. Which yeah. which may require an actual change in hardware. So you okay. would have to get new Joy Cons and all that jazz. But we might see a larger screen and we might see an actual native 1080p resolution for the screen. Because right now we're looking at a 720p mm-hmm. resolution when you're playing in handheld mode. Docked mode is 1080, but even games like The Witcher have <laughs> to be, you know, running at 480 for you guys not to lag while you're slashing drowners. Um, so And that's a good point too. And that's something that I, I'm thinking of this as again, I have multiple consoles. I'm playing those kinds of games on my Xbox uh, and or my PS4 three, no four. <laughs> Where are we on now? PS4. And so I don't think of the Switch in terms of those third party games, but a lot of people do. A lot of people only have the Switch and they want to play those kinds of games and not look like a potato. Uh, when, or right. look at the characters. We don't want to play potatoes. Yes, and so that's a good point. Um, I think again, if the price point is there. Um, for people who don't have a Switch and that's going to be their main console, I think absolutely let's get it into this generation with with resolutions and stuff, uh, especially with faster, uh, just a faster console in general, so they can they can actually play those games. Um, but again, for someone like me, I'm playing like, again the, the the games I'm playing right now on my Switch. It's Paper Mario. Um, my my kids and I we've been jumping back into Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, um, playing that, and that's fun. Again, those games are not crazy uh, graphical games, and I'm also looking forward to. Funny enough, uh, again we'll talk about later, but uh, Super Mario all 3D All Stars. Um, those are classics ports. So uh, those kinds of games. That's what I see the Switch for. And right now, it's going to be a tough sell for me to upgrade to something for those kinds of games. So that's a great segue to talk about some upcoming incredible Nintendo Switch games. We are excited to announce what Nintendo has already announced. Super Mario 3D All-Stars coming to Switch and Super Mario 3D Land. Super Mario 3D All-Stars, though, is the one that takes the cake for me personally. We've got three incredible ports of some classic Mario titles. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. Yes. Just one, by the way. 
way. Right. Not two. Just what? Interesting. Galaxy 1 is the only one in that, not Galaxy 2. That's a side note. There's a Galaxy 2? Oh, wow. You call yourself a Nintendo fan? Yes, there's a Super Mario Galaxy 2, but that is not in this collection. Um, But yes, not to take you off guard there, but yeah, Galaxy 2 is a thing. Well, here's the thing, Brando. (laughs) Just as a disclaimer, I didn't buy the Wii U because it sucked. (laughs) So I had like no clue except for Smash Brothers Brawl what games there were for Wii U. I didn't have a Wii U either, so... Okay. Um, did it come on the Wii U? I feel like people are going to, you know, light no, us up Wii, in the comments. No, Wii U was Super Mario Galaxy. No, it was Wii. It was Wii. Wii was Super Mario Galaxy. Because I had the little Wii remote. Yes, okay. I know. It's all good, guys. We are casual gamers. We're so casual, why guys. We this, this show. But here's what you guys need to know about <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars. It is being released September 18th, and it's only available until March 21st. Okay, about <laughs> that... <laughs> I have some thoughts on that. Um, why? why? Why do you think they're doing this? Let me just tell you, because 2020 was probably an abysmal year for Nintendo sales. Okay, so Animal Crossing sold over 70 million copies, oh, right? Wow. Okay, it was one of Nintendo's biggest, biggest hits, especially in a pandemic year. But Super Mario, this All-Stars game, is their second biggest seller. That's true. So as far as big blockbuster games selling off Nintendo's shelves, they haven't had a lot of bangers this year, but with Super Mario All-Stars being limited to now until March 21st, it's getting people to be like, well, I better get this before it's too late. It is absolutely working on me because I've been waiting for this uh, collection. I am very excited about playing Super Mario 64 again and having my kids be able to, to jump in and play. And you get Super Mario like uh, soundtrack or painter or whatever Oh yeah, you get, you get all the, the soundtracks too. Which, oh man, love me some, some of that uh, music from Super Mario 64. But uh, I also am excited because Super Mario Sunshine, I haven't played that since the game came out. And I still remember some of the, the I, I want to jump back into that world with the Flood, is that right? Yeah, the, the, F-L-U-D-D. The, the, yes. Um, so I'm very excited about this. With this artificial like time limit, almost like the... Uh, the, the old school Disney vault, if you remember back right. in the day, um, where they only released certain movies at a specific amount of time, and then they locked them Before back in the vault. Before it closes in the Disney vault. Yes. Um, Get it today. This artificial time frame there, it's really getting people like me, where I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this for sure. I might have waited for that you know potential, which may never happen, uh, sale that Nintendo would have on first-party games, especially for ports. This is completely elite. And now it's like, no, I got to buy this ASAP because I don't want to miss out. I mean, of course, ASAP being before March, but I'm going to buy this, and right. it's going to get me to buy it now versus waiting a couple years, which, again, it worked. I mean, Nintendo is obviously knowing their, their audience there. It just it feels a little shady because if it, was, if it was just physical copies, I get that. You're making a limited run. When you make it, you're done. But for digital sales, it's unlimited. You can have as many digital copies as you want. And, and for you to shut it off arbitrarily at, at, and in March, it's like, okay, we can kind of see what you're doing here. And it kind of stinks, but... It, it worked. I'm but you know, it. it's going to get those tryhards to collect <laughs> and get those get that physical game copy. You yeah, know? and yeah. it's going to make them buy them off the shelves. I think, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised Nintendo would do something like <laughs> kitschy like this. Oh, like I'm not like okay, like that's what it is. Like I was going to buy the game anyway. Yeah, it just kind of adds like this. Like maybe this is like a microcosm of Mario. Like you have a time limit. 
Yeah, you only have to buy it. To buy, it. and once it's done, you it's die. Done. The game's over. <laughs> um, anyway, no, but um, also with that Mario 3D Land. Yes. If you guys have ever played Mario 3D Land for the 3DS, it's a whole lot of fun. It's a simple Mario platformer with some 3D elements. Of course, the 3D in Mario on the 3DS was a little bit different than. <laughs> Your eyes would strain and get become bloodshot, and you would go blind, but it was a lot of fun to play. <laughs> um, and not only that, we also have um, a new Hyrule Warriors that was announced, oh, yeah. actually, as of today. And it's a Hyrule Warriors that takes place in the 100 Years of the Calamity Ganon um, event in Hyrule. So okay. if you guys remember in Breath of the Wild, spoiler alert. Hold on, wait, before you spoil another game for me. I still haven't finished it. I know, I know. Casual gamer here, and plus, I'm doing all the extra okay. stuff. Do not spoil the end of the game it's for not, me. I'm not going to spoil it for you, because everyone learns at the beginning of the game. Link is like the Avatar The Last Airbender. It's been 100 years <laughs> since, the, since the events of Calamity Ganon took over Hyrule, <laughs> and so you're playing in a future Hyrule that Link fell asleep in, okay? Yes. So you know that yes, is the beginning that. of Breath of the Wild. And just but, so people realize, I know it's three years, and I got it day one, I... I'm at Ganon. I he just don't also want it has to be like over. four kids. So Three. you increase the amount of <laughs> you increase the amount of years you can play again by twenty. Don't at me in the comments saying, "Oh my gosh, it's been three years. You should be beat it." No, I chose to keep the game going because I don't want it to end. Whatever. I'm going back and I'm going to finish it soon. But I just don't want it. I just yeah. Anyway, I don't want people to yell at me for that. Continue. So the point with the new Hyrule Warriors Calamity Ganon style game is the same kind of hack and slash you'd expect from a Bandai Namco hack and slash. Um, they also have a Fire Emblem Warriors that was also amusingly fun. <laughs> um, but this takes place in the years before Link falls asleep. So you okay. get to play with all of your friends who, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but there are some friends you meet with throughout the Breath of the Wild game as you beat bosses. Again, I'm on the last boss, so okay. it's not like I'm going to miss out on that. I'm so, just on the last. I'm so, at Ganon. So in the words of Ike, you fight with your friends, and you have a great time <laughs> hacking and slashing, and... Um, I'm not like a huge hack and slash guy, but I did actually have a ton of fun with some of the hack and slashes. It's a good mindless game to play if you just want to crack some skulls. And by skulls, I mean just Boca Blitz and stuff. Nice. Um, but if you pre-order now, you can get a cool ladle and a pot lid shield. And you can upgrade <laughs> the ladle as you go throughout the game. And I'm actually holding it incorrectly. Um, only Ocarina of Time Link is left-handed. Left-handed, yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, the more you know. And then um, not only that, Nerd. outside of... <laughs> <laughs> we actually also have a portable mini Game & Watch coming out. Yeah. November 13th. Now, it is not confirmed. Like, it has not been passed FCC inspections. But it's already on pre-order in the Amazon UK. This is a $50 collectible handheld game and watch console you can play the original mario on once again totally kitschy it's probably along the same lines of all this mario stuff coming out but if you guys like a pocket handheld game to play the original mario game you can buy that are you going are you going to purchase this no because it's between this it's between the game and watch and the mario 3d all-stars i'd probably go with mario 3d all-stars well hey there's more too because this was mario's 35th anniversary we didn't say that uh at the beginning of this segment but this is there, there was more than just that too uh, there was also a couple of things. One I'm very excited about, because, uh, again, I have kids. Um, three of them, by the way. Three little three. boys. Three. And uh, they love playing Mario Kart. And they just announced a new Mario Kart. Is it Mario Kart 9? No. no it is not. <laughs> uh, I think, is it officially called Mario Kart Home? Live tour? I don't remember the actual Pokemon name. Ranch, Mario Kart Edition. Essentially, I don't, I don't it's Mario Kart in the real world. And it sounds a little gimmicky, but 
again, three little boys, they're going to eat this up. Because what you do is you actually have a real-life remote control Mario. A car, you know, Mario in his cart. And you can, it has a camera on the top of it. And you have these four uh, gates or whatever you would have. And you set them around your house. And you drive through it to set your course. And you play this on the Switch. Your Switch is controlling the actual, uh, the real-life cart around your house. But on the screen, you've got all the characters you're racing against. You've got the power-ups. If somebody hits you with a shell or a banana peel, you'll, I don't know if it'll spin out, but you'll slow down and and kind of crash. Uh, If you get a mushroom, your cart will actually speed forward. It is AR, uh, it is officially, uh, technically we AR, uh, augmented reality, but it's AR to the finest according to their marketing trailer. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Yes, there's lots of questions to be had about this. So many questions. So many questions and, and how it works, but just that marketing looks really cool and I know my kids are going to love they're going to love this uh, when they when that comes out. My, my wife already was actually pretty excited about it. She's like, ooh, should we get this for Christmas? And I'm like, oh, I'm glad you're excited because I want it for Christmas Your myself. wife is excited about a game to buy for Christmas? I know, I know. Amazing. Exactly. I wish I could so. get my wife to be excited about buying a game for Christmas. <laughs> well, one day. And you have kids. It'll work because you can say it's for them. It's for the kids. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, the other thing, side note, uh, one last game that I think they announced, uh, if, I, if my memory... <laughs> If I remember correctly, uh, was it Super Mario 35 was what they called it? I think it's like a Tetris 99 uh, style game where you and I think it's just 35 other people. uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you're playing the old school Mario, but it's like a battle royale where you play and it knocks people off or something. Again, it was in passing. They had this little Mario 35, uh, 35th anniversary uh, direct. And I think that was in there too. Kind of cool idea. Uh, They're just throwing all kinds of Mario games at you for this anniversary. So stay tuned for all that information and all that, all the games that are coming out. And as a side plug, if you guys have not played super Mario Odyssey yet, the actual like current switch release of Mario, it's a ton of fun. Brandon, I must say before we get off this super Mario train, just to clarify to, to all you casual gamers out there, this is not a remake of the original Mario 3D games. They are actually ports. Yes. They're ports with updated visuals, essentially. Correct. Yes, it's it is. Uh, I think widescreen for Sunshine and Galaxy, and I think it is yeah updated uh, um, resolution or frame rates, whatever it is. Uh, but it is not a remaster or remake, nothing like that. It, it looks like a Nintendo 64 game, but just a little crisper and cleaner. I'm so. looking forward to when Nintendo inevitably releases the Nintendo 64 controller. Um, <laughs> adapter edition and they add the n64 eShop back to my switch that would be nice what that is a good point though quick uh, aside there begin with the super mario 3d all-stars you've got three very uh iconic games with that uh three different play styles too three different controllers you had the nintendo 64 controller they're obviously making that work for sunshine that was the gamecube yep, controller GameCube. the best controller ever made and then for galaxy that was the wii remote and so there's going to be some things. Again, more questions to be had. You have to how use your they, Joy-Cons and stand up. <laughs> how is that going to work with the Nintendo Switch Lite? So things like that, I'm sure they're going to figure it out because it's Nintendo. Just, uh, it's, it's exciting to, uh, I can't wait till it's here. I will say as a Wii player, nothing ga- 
gave me more. I, I didn't like it was terrible standing up to play Wii games, <laughs> and so I've always found a way with my lazy butt to sit down and play Wii games. Oh, come Even on. the Metroid Prime trilogy. When are we gonna get that Nintendo? Oh, come on, Nintendo. we're getting Pikmin three, but not Metroid Prime. What's your problem? Why would you bring that up? I really want that game. <laughs> anyway, forget <Those> that. <laughs> we're gonna segue out of Nintendo and into PlayStation World. Nothing from Sony except a 24 karat PlayStation 5. What? <laughs> yeah, amazing. You wanted more bling in your life, Brandon. I know. <laughs> you can spend $8,000 for a 24 karat gold plated PS5. And as far as I know, it's the only PS5 pre order out in the market right now. Only eight G's for that sucker. This game of chicken is really frustrating. I thought this was a joke when I saw it. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe, it, I don't know. They've confirmed it, right? They it's, have confirmed it. It is, is crazy. $8,000 console. Uh, they give us that, but they don't give us the actual console that everybody's going to buy. They're going to throw out there something that a few people will buy. But you know that Sony has had like a historical, we're going to release a console for the true collectors of the PS. Yeah. For it's like the Apple Watch franchise. edition, which was gold and $10,000. Oh, Apple. I know. So I think it's hilarious. I feel like this was was Sony's way of saying, oh, you know what? We'll announce something, too. Pricing. <laughs> <laughs> Take Just, that, Microsoft. Uh, yeah. So. Your Xbox isn't gold-plated. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's uh, you know what? Hey, Sony, release whatever console you want. People are going to buy it. And, hey, you're going to make some money on it. Um, but please give us information about these consoles. We are just ready to to see what you guys have for pricing and release dates and everything. We want that and watch, we're saying this, and by the time these episodes come out, they're going to have all that ready to go. Challenge uh, accepted. I, I hope so. I hope that when you guys watch this video, you're like, guys, they already announced this, and you're dumb for not knowing this. Well, this is the past, and this is called recording Welcome. a podcast. Hello, future. Nice <laughs> to see you. And uh, Brando, I will say, if anything, um, if, you, if you don't get a, pre, a pre-order, you have at least an option for your eight thousand dollar twenty four karat gold plated. <laughs> yeah, I can't PS5. ask for that for Christmas. I don't think uh, my wife would be too happy about that. If there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> I believe. Now, guys, as far as any other games that have gotten announced or released out to the public, um, not a whole ton. We do have some pop culture stuff. We do have a Resident Evil series coming to Netflix. I don't know if you guys like Resident Evil. They had a whole Raccoon City kind of trailer thing going on, and that's cool. But we do have Kingdoms of Amalur, the re-rec. Now, we talked about that a little bit in our past before, but Kingdoms of Amalur is essentially a Warcraft-style RPG, very classic RPG, lots of cool ways to build your skills and do quests in this mystical, fantastical world of Amalur, um, but um, it's always just had a rocky, rocky hmm. time, and the original had a bunch of IP lawsuit problems and all that jazz, but they finally released a Re-Reckoning, which is a really dumb name. Like, who re-reckons? <laughs> <laughs> like, who really does that? But essentially, it's a, I'm going to say this, respectfully, it's not that not that cool, in my opinion. I watched some demo trailers online, albeit it is 35 bucks right now, so if you've never played Amalur, it's a fun game, 35 bucks isn't bad, but it's essentially a 4K upscale. Cool. So, it's not going to be just like a, an actual, legitimate 
remaster a lot of the particles are still really blocky it wasn't exactly up to par as far as a 2020 game is concerned it felt like it was just kind of pushed out there to get people who are in the amalur world kind of with their get their chompers um salivating a little bit here but um if you do have it on steam you do get an upgrade at a discount so if you don't have if you have it on steam you're you're good if you have it on epic sorry <laughs> you're sol on that one um but it's a fun game check it out and then halo infinite we couldn't leave you guys without talking about halo infinite news joseph staten island is now on a top leadership position to get the game back on its feet and for those of oh, yes. you who don't know joseph staten island joseph staten staten whatever you want to call him <laughs> he was one of the principal writers for halo during the bungee times yes he actually wrote a book um in the halo series it's like the contact harvest that was the yeah, origin story that's of, right um what's his face the john no sergeant what's his oh, face johnson sergeant johnson come on sergeant johnson with his big stoke and all that um <laughs> but he has he has been hired by microsoft because do, I'm sh- if they're hiring back joseph staten island <laughs> it's gotta be sucking real bad well or or they just want to have this established uh, uh industry guy who has who has who knows the halo world backwards and forwards you're so positive and optimistic i am not as positive to. and optimistic no I, i'm excited about this because uh i i also think if i'm not if I'm not mistaken, he does the voice of the grunts, right? I, mean, I, I believe he does the voice of the grunts or he, he did back in the day and I'm sure somebody else does it now, but, um, but he used to, he was the original voice of the grunts and their, their wacky, uh, sayings and stuff. Um, but no, I, he, he was a huge part of the Bungie team when it came to Halo. Uh, it's cool to see him back in, in the, in the, uh, the world of Halo, uh, with Microsoft and 343. Uh, so I'm hoping that this just adds to the amazing awesomeness that Halo Infinite, I hope will be, um, again, Again, I'm just a fan of Halo, so I really want this to be good. It has to be good because uh, I think Halo is is walking on some thin ice. If it's not, it really no. And I think to to hire back Joseph Staten, it's a big it's a big step for Microsoft. Yeah, you know, I think in a way they're kind of admitting maybe this wasn't the best putting the best foot forward as far as the Halo franchise is concerned. And I think bringing back a core, a core leader in the origins of Halo is really important. Um, But we don't know how that will go. We haven't heard a lot of details about what he's changing in this way. Um, Top leadership position just means he's, you know, below the shareholders like everyone else is, but we've seen, We've seen the disappointment, you know, as an example, we've seen like, you know, Avatar The Last Airbender, you know, Pat DiMartino and all those guys getting hired on for the Netflix release. And then they're like, we don't like where it's going. So we're walking away. It could be with Joseph Staten. That's a big leap. I'm not sure. But I hope that Joseph Staten can really bring this Halo Infinite back on its feet. Give us a great game. We all really appreciate and get it in our hands before freaking March, people. Do you think it'll be before March? I I think it's going to be spring 2021. I hope it's spring 2021. I feel like April 30 I feel like hey first. if you're gonna miss the launch of the Xbox Series X slash one or wow slash S, uh, I feel like hey, get it right. <laughs> and it may be something that may be holiday twenty twenty one. I hope not. I hope not. But I don't know how much is left. Going on the back game. to Destiny, Brandon. I might hey, have to go back which to Destiny. Which is on Game Pass. I will be playing Destiny Two with you just he, so you know. He says that. I am because it's free and yeah i'll have to buy it again for the 10th time 10th time yes don't we all <laughs> um so brando with that let's talk about the games we've been playing yes. lately brand have you been playing games i have played a few games what? i know in fact um 
I don't want to keep sounding like a broken record for those who have seen other uh, videos of ours. No one's um, seen it this far into the video. You're that's fine. true. Statistics say you haven't watched this far. <laughs> so this is a special Easter egg. So, um, Still playing Final Fantasy VII. I finally got through my little uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake right. uh, for All PS4. All caps remake. Yes. Uh, I got through my rut that I was in in uh, uh, the slums uh, level or Sector, Sector 5. five slums. Yeah, slums, yeah. yeah. And I finally made it to Walmart, everybody. So put you on made it to your, the red light trash town district. Put on your... Your, dresses. your dresses and let i literally just got that part so uh got to that part so i'm playing that still which is great i did have a moment where i was like you know what i want to play something different right now i, I want to finish final fantasy 7 but i just too slow at this game because i'm taking it all in all the side quests but i want a, a palette cleanser and i i've said this so many times on this on this show that Game Pass is so awesome for that. Except golf with friends. Don't play that oh, game. Oh, really? I was going to download that the other day. It's trash. Well, thanks for saving me some time. You're welcome. So I... <laughs> Saved you 16 gig. Yes. Uh, I, I remember seeing reviews and, and talk about a game called Carrion. It is a game... About it's like, dead animals? No. Carcasses? Close, actually. If you don't know what you're talking about, that's actually a very close thing. Um, this game, uh, it, it is like baby's first Metroidvania, and I love me some Metroidvania games. I love those 2D side-scrollers where you're finding upgrades and everything. Well, Carrion, it's 350 megabytes, and it was one of those things that I downloaded quickly, and I was like, oh, I've heard about this. I want to try it out. You are essentially the role of this creature, this horror like creature from horror movies and stuff in this lab and you break out and you essentially are the one that you're going out and trying to destroy the lab and escape and and uh you know kill all the the humans in there in the lab it's crazy it's literally like a role reversal on on you know there's this crazy monster to kill you are the monster and it is a, a little you know baby's first metroidvania meaning that it's it's like a metroidvania but it's very straightforward there's not too many uh hidden rooms and power-ups but there are power-ups you find things you can unlock and it was a fun game i didn't know too much about it other than just seeing some things out there i picked it up it was like 11 o'clock at night and i was like i want something just something to play and it's right there it's already downloaded i'll jump into it it took me four hours it was 2 a.m and I had seen the credits rolling. I played that game through its entirety. Did you speed run a short game? I'm so I, proud of you. I didn't. I didn't just speed run the first game he's completed in two years. I didn't everyone. just speed run this game. I won a hundred percent of this game. Uh. All achievements. I beat the game in four hours. I went back, and there was a few hidden rooms, whatever. So I went through again. Still got all the power ups, all the achievements. One hundred percent of this nice little game and it was fun like I, it was exciting to just jump into a game not know much about it play the whole thing complete it and just felt like i had a sense of that com- that completion it was like yes i did something uh time to go to bed it's 3 a.m because it took uh, oh sorry it took five hours an extra hour on top of that to do the whole thing so uh yeah i i recommend it i don't recommend paying 60 bucks for it if it's 60 bucks but hey it's game pass it was free it was literally 350 megabytes uh so if you have game pass check it out it's fun if you like uh metroidvania games uh or if you like really cool uh mechanics with uh when you're like you have these tentacles and you're reach out and all kinds of cool power-ups there so it was fun i played that 
Uh, again, I'm still playing Paper Mario, and like I mentioned earlier, uh, doing some more with uh, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 with my, my kids. They love that game. It's fun to jump in and play with them. Uh, so yeah, just doing fun little things like that. So amazing. Yeah. Played some games. Woohoo. <laughs> so as far as games I've been playing, I've been playing just some, some easy pick me up games. I actually lent my Xbox to a friend over the past week or so. Whoa. My wife and I are looking for houses. So if you guys know of any houses in Spring Hill, Tennessee, let us know. But anyway, uh, we were actually, uh, I, I was just needed a game to, to play while my Xbox was away. And so I decided, you know, why not go back to some of these classic switch titles I've been playing so much. Um, my wife and I have been playing Mario odyssey nice. um, it's a fun game we got yes. some new doc city finally oh it's right. so, so funny seeing the moons we collect it's like your last moon was collected like 2018 yes and you've gotten a moon september 6th 2020 anyway it was a special time but one of the games i have been going back over and playing again is fire emblem three houses yeah. um one of the greatest games to grace switch consoles everywhere but um i'm a big fire emblem guy and i'd never i'd never beaten my first playthrough. There are three different houses. You can take one of those houses and you got to go through several playthroughs and each time you get more of the story and you build you know, more characters up and there is a new game plus now. So I decided, you know, why not finish up my Fire Emblem first playthrough? My first playthrough was Edelgard. Her actual chapters are shorter than everyone else's. I call her Adel's Jables for short. <laughs> but um, Oh, by the way, shameless plug, check the card up above uh, for John's review of that. We did that like it feels like forever ago. Last year? When oh, it, it was out. last year. So check out that video if you want to see more about it. So it was a it was a really fun ending. I really enjoyed the game, but they did add a lot of DLC and a lot of things I wanted to go play through. So I started a new playthrough. It was fun. But speaking of a Metroidvania, I actually started playing a Metroidvania on Switch. I think you should play your Metroidvanias on Switch. Just so much fun oh, to play. Oh, yeah, it is. I started playing Blasphemous. Have you ever heard oh, of the game Blasphemous? I've, I've heard of it and never, never like, looked into it, but I've heard it in gaming circles. So, so it is a... It is made by a Spanish developer called Game Kitchen, and it was originally a GoFundMe game that was originally released on PC, and essentially you play the role of the penitent one. There's very, like, ecclesiastical themes with this game, nothing that's quote-unquote blasphemous if you're a Catholic or a Christian or whatever. There's nothing blasphemous in this, but it's a very dark soul style of a game. So you play through this very dark, gothic, ecclesiastical world We you have to piece together the story through items you collect, the lore you find, and the monsters you face, and all the dialogue in between. Um, I got it for 10 bucks. It was you know 50 or 60% off on the store, and I wanted to try it out. It is not as brutal as a game like Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was so much bigger, so much more advanced. But for an indie you know, game developer making their first Metroidvania title, it was actually very true to Metroidvania style. A nice. ton of collectibles, a ton of items. It was definitely a more mature title. So if you are an adult, it's for you. But there is very like gruesome animations, graphics. It was very – they took the style and made it very like – very exquisite based on how many, you know, bits they were running. So I think it's like 16 bits or so, wherever that style is. So mm. it was very much a fun game to play. It wasn't terribly long, but they do also have new game pluses. Nice. And their DLC is free. So if you yeah, wanted to cool. get more content, you can play through the next level, keep the majority of your equipment, um, play your next playthrough. You're not going to get too much out of it. There's actually only two endings. Um, one of them is the quote-unquote true ending. But like Dark Souls, you kind of have to like 
play your true ending by unlocking certain things and certain quests and certain dialogue. So gotcha. it's got that intrinsic, like, I don't know what's going on in this world, but I like it. <laughs> but yet, yeah, once you figure it out, it's actually a very fun game and very easy to pick up. Guys, thank you so much for watching this latest episode of the Gaming Casuals podcast. If you liked it, please comment and please subscribe. We're at 97 subscribers. My mom still hasn't subscribed, but with your help, we can get to 100. If you get to 100, we might just do a 100 subscriber special. You don't want to miss that. If you like this video, don't forget we're also on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. We're also on Google. All that jazz. You're not going to miss any of the great, delicious content that you might miss if you you're not a subscriber. That's Brando, true. what do you got to say about this? Please do it. Okay, please do it. You <laughs> heard Brando. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. We'll see you guys next time on our next episode of The Gaming Casuals. See ya.